That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, July 6th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Microsoft's Games Showcase, which will show first-party Xbox Series X games, will be airing later this month. Naughty Dog responds to harassment it has received for The Last of Us Part Two. Rumor is pointing to Rockstar planning a big AAA open-world VR game. Shadows of the Damned is on sale, but it's also been delisted, which is weird. And Shadow Warrior 3 has been announced. Microsoft announces an Xbox Games Showcase for July 23rd. Microsoft has been promising for some time a Games Showcase for July that will presumably show off its Xbox Series X first-party efforts. Microsoft revealed this morning that the showcase will be happening on July 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's a Thursday. That's all the details Microsoft has offered, unfortunately. I can make some assumptions about what will be shown, though. I think we will see some Halo Infinite gameplay, which is cool. I would love to see the long-rumored new Fable game be revealed, but who knows if that is even real. I bet we will see something from Ninja Theory and Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. I would love to see some gameplay from that. Maybe some Psychonauts 2 extended gameplay or a new Psychonauts 2 trailer? That's not an Xbox Series X exclusive, but developer Double Fine is a Microsoft first-party studio now. I love Psychonauts, and I'm very excited to play Psychonauts 2. I am not one to replay a previous game prior to the release of the sequel, but I am considering replaying Psychonauts and replaying the VR game as well to prepare. I imagine we will see some news from Rare, too. Sea of Thieves will probably get some kind of update for Series X. Maybe Battletoads will be a Series X launch game. And we will probably get a new Everwild trailer, which is still pretty mysterious. It looks like an open-world fantasy co-op game, but that's just conjecture from me based on the minute-and-a-half trailer. It, it looks very cool, though. I think it would be cool if Rare functioned similarly to Insomniac, in the sense that they have these big, more experimental games like Spider-Man or Sunset Overdrive that they're working on, but they've always got kind of a new ratchet that they're working on too. I wish Rare functioned a little bit like that. Always have big new experiments they're working on, like Sea of Thieves, but always have a comfortable, familiar new Banjo-Kazooie in the works. I don't think Rare is working on Banjo-Kazooie, but it would be a fun surprise if that series got a comeback announcement on July 23rd. I am very excited for this showcase, but I am doubtful that it will have the same impact as Sony's PlayStation 5 showcase. Sony just has more exclusives, which is by design. Microsoft is generally less interested in exclusives, which is fine, but makes for less exciting showcases like this. It will be exciting to see some first-party Xbox Series X gameplay, though, assuming we see some. Naughty Dog responds to the harassment 
it has received in response to The Last of Us Part 2. Since the release of The Last of Us Part 2, and even prior because of the myriad leaks the game suffered, Naughty Dog and various cast members from the game have been receiving horrible messages of harassment because of some fans, though I guess fans is not the right word at this point, but anyway, because of some fans' disappointment in the game. It's awful, and it makes me feel awful, even though I had nothing to do with the game. I love the risks the game took in terms of its story and how it delivers its narrative. I adore the choices they made, and I think I enjoyed the sequel more than the first game as a result. But, I don't know, ask me again in a few months. I just want to make sure that's clear. Lend and Naughty Dog a few positive voices to offset the negative. As a result of those messages, those harassment messages that it has been receiving, the studio has issued a statement that reads, Although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. Their safety is our top priority, but we must all work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. I appreciate the team offering this statement, and it's a bummer that it even has to be said. It's totally fine to not like the game. No good art is universally beloved, but to harass the creators and send them death threats because you don't like the story direction of a piece of fiction is troubling. I am confident that over time, the discussion around The Last of Us Part Two will shift more towards its themes and analyzing the decisions made by the creators to push it in the direction it ultimately went. In the long term, I think it will be held up as a sequel that took bold chances that ultimately paid off, and we will compare it to sequels that play it too safe and end up being disappointing. I'm eager to get there. Hopefully we get there sooner rather than later. The Australian studio that worked on L.A. Noir's The VR Case Files teases more VR work with Rockstar. Video Games Deluxe is a small Australian developer that appears to have ties to Team Bondi, the studio that created L.A. Noir and The Getaway. They apparently created L.A. Noir, The VR Case Files, though on Steam the developer and publisher of that game are both listed as Rockstar Games, but in any case... Video Games Deluxe recently posted on its LinkedIn page, quote, Having finished the critically well-received L.A. Noir: The VR Case Files, we are now gearing up for a new project, a AAA open-world title in VR for Rockstar. 2020 marks our seventh year of working exclusively for Rockstar in Sydney, and we are excited to taking on this groundbreaking project. So a little typo in there. We have a number of job openings in our Sydney studio, including senior programmers, engine programmer, designer, and animator. If you are interested in one of these positions or would like to, spelled T-W-O here for some reason, speak to someone who works here about VGD, please get in touch. The big takeaway here is the potential news that Rockstar is working on, quote, a AAA open world title in VR. Considering Video Games Deluxe's work on L.A. Noir. It could be a port of some kind, maybe GTA 5 in VR, or even the full L.A. Noir experience in VR, but it could also be something entirely new. It's interesting, and I am curious to see what it is, but I definitely wouldn't extrapolate this into a long-term focus for Rockstar or anything like that. I am sure the core Rockstar team is working on GTA 6, but I am curious to see what a big-budget VR game might look like with Rockstar's weight behind it.
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Shadows of the Damned goes on sale, but is delisted from the Xbox Live Marketplace. Games, unfortunately, get delisted often, which basically means they get pulled off the digital marketplace and are no longer available for sale or re-download. Once a game gets delisted, the only way to continue to play it is to have already downloaded the game on your console. Usually, games that get delisted are delisted due to copyright or trademark issues. The Scott Pilgrim video game, for example, which came up on a podcast recently, was delisted likely due to issues related to the owners of the Scott Pilgrim license. Shadows of the Damned is an original IP owned by EA with some really impressive credits. The game was created with a partnership between Suda51, who is perhaps best known for the game Killer7 and the No More Heroes series, and Shinji Mikami, who is best known for directing Resident Evil 4. The resulting game was easily my favorite Suda51 game, as it had his weird style, storytelling, and world building coupled with some solid Mikami shooting mechanics. It's actually a game Suda51 has been pretty publicly disappointed in. EA forced him to make a lot of changes to the game that he was unhappy about. In 2012, Shinji Mikami was quoted saying about the game, Shadows of the Damned became a completely different game. That was a bit disappointing. I think Suda was unable to create the scenario he'd originally had in his head, and he rewrote the scenario several times. I think his heart was broken. He's such a unique creator, so it seems to me that he was not quite comfortable with making this game. All of that is to explain that Shadows of the Damned has an odd development history, and I don't think Suda51 or EA really knows what to do with it at this point. A few days ago, the game was placed on sale on the Xbox online store, along with a handful of other horror games, but apparently, if you go to try and buy it, it's just not available. At Wario64 shared the sale on Twitter and pointed out that the game didn't have a buy button. And then someone replied to Wario after talking to a customer service rep, and they wrote, Xbox customer service said Shadows of the Damned has been removed from the marketplace by the publisher EA. The delisting could mean a lot of different things. But, optimistically, it could mean that Suda51's studio, Grasshopper Manufacturer, has the rights to the game now, and might be planning to do something with it. In Travis Strikes Again for Switch, there is a Shadows of the Damned level, and even some dialogue about a potential remaster or remake being on the way. Maybe this delisting is a hint of something like that to come. I certainly hope so. I know Suda51's relationship with that game is a little fraught, 
but I really like that game, and I would love an excuse to revisit it. I am rooting for a Switch release. Devolver Digital announces Shadow Warrior 3. The Shadow Warrior series has been around since 1997 and is among that group of first-person shooters that were pretty clearly inspired by Doom and Duke Nukem. One of the main things that set it apart was its sense of humor, but also the fact that it had things like vehicles and turrets before other shooters did. The series kind of disappeared, popping up occasionally with a remaster or an iOS release, but then Shadow Warrior 2 released in 2016, and now it's getting a third entry. Publisher Devolver Digital announced the game with a short teaser trailer that showed some cool mechanics like a wall running, a new grappling hook, and an ability where protagonist Lo Wang can force push enemies into environmental dangers like spikes. It's a fourth wall, breaky teaser that ends with Lo Wang offering his middle finger to the audience and then promising a gameplay reveal on June 11th. Assuming the teaser trailer is in-engine, though it might be pre-rendered, I'm not totally sure, it looks pretty impressive, graphically at least. Here's what released today. I forgot to mention it on Friday, but the Animal Crossing New Horizons update that lets you go swimming in the ocean and hang out with an otter named Pascal released on Friday. You have to go buy a wetsuit, but once you have that, you should be good to go. I talked about Mortal Shell on Friday, a game I had a good time with that is heavily inspired by Dark Souls. I based that preview on playing the game's closed beta, and over the weekend, it was announced that the closed beta is going open. The official Mortal Shell Twitter account tweeted, We have some amazing news. The Mortal Shell PC beta is now open for everyone. We expected demand, but nothing like this. We really didn't want so many people to feel left out. We're delighted to open the beta for everyone on PC starting now. I have a link in the show notes to the game's Epic Games Store page, and basically, if you want to check out the beta, you can just download it and play. I don't think you even have to sign up or anything, which is pretty cool. That's it for gaming news today. Quick correction for myself. On Friday, I had Imran Khan on the show, and I encouraged you to follow him on Twitter, but I gave the wrong handle. It's at Imran Z-O-M-G. I skipped the Z by mistake. I also got a tweet from at EJ Sponge 61 who said, Yo, at Kyle M. Hilliard, not vital info at all, but about hoping Superland hits big on consoles someday. Well, they already announced it's coming to Xbox Game Pass on consoles this year sometime. I'm hoping it gets more eyes on it once it drops there. So that's awesome. I totally missed that, but that's exciting. I'm glad to see the game is coming to Xbox. I hope it comes to other places as well. I also got an email from Anthony who wrote, Hey Kyle, listening to the news and discussion about Crucible this week on Gaming Ride Home and Min Max reminded me of the last game Amazon tried to release. I believe it was called Breakaway, and it was a 4v4 mix of sports and hero battler. The concept seemed interesting, but it definitely needed polish. I haven't heard about it since, and with the recent release slash beta of Crucible, no one seems to discuss it. Do you have any more insight or memories of that game? It doesn't seem like Amazon is getting it right with games. I worked there a year or so as a dev, and there's a ton of smart people, but making good games is a lot different than making good cloud software, I guess. Anyway, just a thought I had. Take care. 
Anthony, I am afraid I have bad news on multiple fronts. First of all, I never played Breakaway, so I don't have any memories of it, unfortunately. But the worst news is the game was officially fully canceled back in 2018. Sorry. I still, perhaps weirdly, have confidence that Amazon could break into video games. Financially, it has the ability to really put its weight behind making video games, but it has really stumbled with its first few steps. I think its main problem is it is trying to compete with folks like Blizzard and Epic with multiplayer shooters, which is just a losing game. It should really get its feet wet with some smaller, maybe even single-player games, just to get started. And when it gets its balance, then they can pick fights with Overwatch and Fortnite and games like that. I'm still rooting for them, honestly, but this first big concerted effort with Crucible pretty undeniably did not go great. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at GamingRideHome, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info, and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through Metroid Other M right now, and you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.